Hey, this is Taylor Strickland. I'm one of the pastors here at Second Baptist Church West Campus, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope this message teaches you, inspires you, and strengthens your faith. To learn more about our Second Students ministry, check us out on Facebook or Instagram. Just search Second Students West. Enjoy the message. As you're making your way back to your seat, my name is Evan Holbrook. I'm one of the student pastors here on staff. I just want to tell you a little bit about myself. I've been here a little while. Um, I am married. I am a father of three. We, we have two little boys, uh, Carden and Lincoln. And then we just had a little girl in January, January 10th, and her name is Claiborne. And she was really sweet until she got real gassy. And, uh, and now I'm willing, I'm willing to give her to one of you for the right price. So notice I didn't say sell. Okay, <laughs> give. All right. So... Um, I take gift cards as well. Um, I do, I, I love eating all kinds of food. Uh, so outside of my child, I, I love, if you give me gift cards or cash, I take both of those, okay? Um, we don't have to tell anyone about it. Uh, you can just leave those in my office. It's on the opposite side of the church. Um, I, I also love Disney Plus. Uh, we bought the three-year subscription because I knew I would love it. I love all things Disney. It just is what it is. I love to hunt. Um, I love to cook. Um, and, and I love to make jokes. If you've been around me any point in time, I've probably made fun of you. I'm sorry if I hurt your self-esteem. Um, it just is what it is. And when I was in your shoes, I, I, I loved, I'm just, I loved girls. I'm just going to say it. Like, I did. It just is what it is. Um, I, 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 I did. I had a relationship with a lot of different girls when I was your age. So I just want to get something out of the way. I want to clear it up. I know Valentine's Day is right around the corner. There's Galentine's Day for, for some of you girls. Maybe you guys are doing it too. That would be weird. Um, you guys don't call it Galentine's Day, but you get together on Valentine's Day and play video games all night by yourself and talk about how you wish you had a girlfriend. So you might as well call it Galentine's Day or at least Geisentine's Day. So anyways... Let's just get this over with. We'll, we'll break, we'll bust through the wall of relationships here. Guys, stand up. Got every guy in the room, you stand up. Stand up, stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Now, now, shh, 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 shh. If you're not a guy, don't stand up. Just guys, okay? Uh, now, guys, do me a favor. Do me a favor. Hands right here. Let me see them. You guys are like, oh, I know where this is going. No, you don't. All right, let's put them back here. Let's put them behind our back. Touch your butt, squeeze it. Now you know what a girl's feel, butt feels like. Keep your hands to yourself. Sit down. Keep your hands to yourself. All right. You're clapping, okay? <laughs> girls, stand up. Now listen. Girls, this is what I want to say to you. You are far more valuable. Than a cheap one-time decision. I'm very serious. Look at me. Look at me. You are so much more valuable than a cheap one-time decision. So guys, keep your hands to yourself. Girls, protect yourself. Protect yourself. Listen, protect yourself because here's the truth. Here's the truth. Is that we, we are all going to sin at some point or another. 
We're all going to sin at some point or another. And you girls carry the weight heavier than the guys do. You take it personally. It, it, it becomes a part of your identity. And I want you to know that your identity should not be in any of the guys that sit here next to you or any of the guys that you ever walk past. Your identity should be in Jesus Christ. Because God, in Genesis 1:26 made us in his image. That includes you, girls. I don't care that, that the literal Bible says man. It means man and woman. He made you in his image. Psalm 139 talks about how he knew you before you were born. He was knitting you together. He was making you perfect just the way that you are. And check this out. We jump over to Ephesians 2.10. Paul talks about how we are God's masterpiece. You, yourself, the way you are, are God's masterpiece. And you do not need anyone else, especially a guy who may or may want to, may or may want, may or may not have the best intentions for you, okay? You do not need him to define you. Jesus Christ has already told you who you are. Take a seat. And you are far more valuable. Far more valuable. And here's the truth. Here's the truth. Here's the truth. You can clap as much as you want, but here's another truth. For all have sinned. For all have made, let me rephrase it, for all have made the cheap mistake. But the grace of God is free to anyone who accepts it. And here's the key to the grace of God. The grace of God saves us from that sin, refreshes our life from that sin, cleans our heart from that sin. All we have to do is accept it. That's the truth. And that's all the relationship you're going to get today. Luke 15 is where we're going to be at. Say the word hope. hope. Say it again. Hope. hope. Hope is where we're going to be. Luke 15 is what we're going to read. Starting in verse 11. Starting in verse 11, this is what the Bible says. That's what we read here. We read the Bible. We read the Bible. If you don't like it, it is what it is. We read the Bible. Starting in verse 11, this is what the Bible says. Jesus continued, there was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me the share of, my, of the estate. So he divided his property between them. If you're taking notes, you need to write this first point down. God gives us freely what we deserve. We're reading a parable about a father and two sons. A parable is a story that Jesus told that we can relate to in real life. So this story is really about God and two of his children, two of his people. That's us. One that stayed at home with him and one that, that comes up to him and says, give me what I deserve right now. The, there was a man who had two sons. The young one said to his father, give me the share of my inheritance. And so he, the father, divided the property between them. Point number one is this. God gives us freely what we deserved. What deserve. The boy deserved his inheritance. And so he gave it to him. God will always give us what we deserve. Sometimes God will give us what we want, but I promise you, I promise you, write this down in gold. You want to get a tattoo? Get this tattooed on you. God will give you what you deserve. He will. Verses, chapter 15, verses 13 through 16, read like this. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth in wild living. 
So this bold second son, okay, he's not supposed to inherit anything until dad dies, older son gets what he gets, and then younger son gets what he gets, right? But he steps up to the plate and he's like, man, give me my share, I'm out of here. I'm out. And so he gives it, the father gives it freely, uncommon, not heard of, gives it freely. The son, after a little while, takes it, goes off into town or somewhere across the U.S., it's not the U.S., guys, somewhere out nowhere and squanders it all away, throws it all away, and what the Bible said is wild living. Verse 14, you guys can put in your head what wild living is. After he had spent everything, everything, every bit, there was a severe famine in that whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to his fields to feed the pigs. Man, started at the top, now I'm here, right? <laughs> like, long way down. Father gave him a share of his property. He divided it all up. He went and lived every single way he wanted to live, every single way that thought would fulfill him, every single way that he thought he could hope in. Say the word hope. Every single way he thought he could hope in. And not one single way fulfilled him the way he hoped it would. Say hope. Verse 16, here's why we know that none of it fulfilled him. Verse 16, he longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. That's how low he got. I don't know if y'all know what pigs eat, but pigs eat your leftovers, right? Like, I'll just put that as, as, as easy as I can put it, right? Some of y'all are like, no, I feed my pig special food. Okay, like, in this time, pigs ate the leftovers. They ate the scraps. They ate the junk. They ate what no one else wanted to eat. They would throw the slop out, and the pigs would eat it. And this guy's like, man, I, I'm just hungry. I'm hungry. I've got nothing left. This is what I need. I need it. Please, please. But no one gave him anything. Verse 17, here's the key. When he came to his senses, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am, starving to death. I used to live a life where I was starved to death, legit. From junior high to high school, I, something crazy happened, okay? I grew a little bit. Somehow I got better at baseball, and I made the baseball team in my high school. Not just any baseball team. I made the varsity baseball team as a freshman. It was a big deal, okay? You don't, don't clap. That'd be weird. But I did, okay? And so I made the team. And part of making the team is, do you guys just want to come up? You want that much attention? I'll give it to you. You can come right up to the stage. So part of making the team meant that I immediately became more popular. I immediately had new friends. I immediately had new pressure. And I immediately had new responsibility. And I didn't know what to do with any of that. I didn't know what to do with any of that. Because here's the truth. For so long, I had put my hope, say the word hope, in everything. In baseball. And it had got me where I wanted to go. The top. But here's what's crazy. Once I reached the top, 
Everything I had hoped in wasn't as fulfilling as I wanted it to be. I was raised in a good house, but I found myself living wildly. I was wanting to be known. I was wanting to be heard. I was wanting to be popular. I was wanting to be famous. I was wanting to be the best. And it led me to a dark place. Not just of partying, not just of being where I shouldn't be, not just of doing where I shouldn't do, but a dark place of loneliness. Loneliness. Because seeking things that aren't fulfilling are, is lonely. Because you feel like you're the only one that can keep pushing forward to fulfill your loneliness. I gotta keep going, I gotta keep going, and I gotta keep going. So now not only did I have the pressure of, of being on the team, but I had pressure to try to make myself feel better. I had pressure to try to make myself do better. I had pressure of trying to keep on a great face so everyone could think that I was awesome and that I felt awesome and that it was awesome to be on top, but it was awful. Because I put all my hope in those things, I was left lonely. Because the only place we can put our hope that won't leave us lonely and longing for something more is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Point two, if you're taking notes, write this down. God allows us to live the way we want to live. God allows us to live the way we want to live. If we want to seek popularity, God will let us go do it. If you want to seek fame, God will let you go do it. If you want to seek all the things that the world has to offer, all the things that at the beginning of the service I addressed without addressing them, he'll let you go do it. And I promise that all of those things will lead you to the pit, eating from the pig's trough, wishing that you could get back to the Father's table. I will never, ever forget this moment that I had with my parents. We were driving down the highway, and my mother and I got into it. Y'all ever get into it with one of, your, one of your parents, grandparents, significant other, somebody you live with, boyfriend, girlfriend? Yeah, I know. Br brother, sister? It happens. It happens. We got into it, okay? Big time got into it. We're yelling at each other. This didn't happen much, okay? But it was during this moment of where I was living a wild life, where I was living a life that was far away from God, that was very lonely, very depressing, very unfulfilling. It's where I was living that life, and we got into it. And my, I, I yelled at my mom. She's very normally calm and collected. She's the mom that, like, raises her voice, and you start squeaking like a mouse, like, I'm so sorry. But I didn't at that moment. So she yells at me, and I yell back. I was like, yeah, what's up? Yeah, oh, it's all right for her. So... She yells back at me, and I yell this. I said, well, stop the truck then. I'll get out. Right? Like, I was some big bad, like, going to do something. My mom, my dad's driving. My mom looks over, my dad says, okay, pull the truck over. My dad goes, we're not pulling over. We're on the highway. My mom goes, pull the truck over. In a few more words, pull the truck over. So my dad goes, Err. right? Like, over the, we're on the highway. Highway, okay? Highway, say hope. I needed it right then, okay? Highway. She pulls it over. Okay? He pulls it over. Mom says, get out of the truck. And I was like, in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, no, I can't get out of this. Oh, she really pulled over. 
this one backfired, right? But here's the deal. In moments of loneliness, you're not always thinking straight. When, when, when you're at the top and you're trying to keep this persona that I am the best, that I am the greatest, you're trying to push all of the truth out, a lot of times you can lie to yourself to the point that, like I did, I thought that I was, in that moment, I, had, I couldn't just say, I'm sorry, Mom, I had to be the biggest and the baddest in the truck. So my dad pulls over, my mom says, get out, and I say, all right then, and I open the door and I get out. We're on the highway, y'all. Highway, okay? We're on the highway. I get out the truck, I slam the door, and you know what happens next? My mom gets out and says, get back in. Just kidding. My dad gunned it. <laughs> Gone. Gone. Not like gone and stop, gone, all right? So here I am on the highway, because I had told my mom, I'll just walk home then, okay? And now I'm really got to walk home. And that walk home was a real sad place. <laughs> I don't know if y'all ever been on the highway by yourself. Don't do it. It's not fun. And they took off and they left me. Real deal, they left me. And the moment I got out, it's the moment I regretted. I regretted it, man. I wished I wasn't there. I wished I wasn't in this lonely, chaotic, dangerous place. But that's where I had placed myself. My actions had put me there. My actions had put me there. And I started walking because I was like, I can't just stand here. I guess I got to go. Maybe somebody will pick me up. Maybe I'll make it home. I started running just down the highway. I did, and so I kept running. I tried to run as quickly home as I could while also trying to act really cool and hard all at the same time, right? Like I was like, what's up, people pass by. I'm running on the highway, I'm not like frantic. I'm like, I got this, I'm just out for a jog, right? Like I'm still trying to act really cool running on the side of the highway. Man, I was weird. Here's the great part. I ran for a little while, I ran, like a couple exits, and before I knew it, a truck, beep, 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 pulls over in front of me. That's my parents. My mom gets out of the truck. She says, in a few, few less words than what she said, get back in the truck. And don't be stupid. So I get back in the truck. We go home, we have a much longer talk. And let me tell you that there have been moments in my life that I wanted to keep running, but that wasn't one. That was not one. See, the truth, and if you're taking points down, write this down. No matter how far we run, no matter how far away we wanna be, no matter how far we think we are, God desperately wants us back. See, the fight my mother and I had got in, brewing from the place that I was in, the place that I was living, the actions that I was taking, spilt over into an argument with my mom and I. And I jumped out of the truck and I started running. And they drove off. Didn't change the feelings that my mom had for me. She still loved me. 
She still wanted me back. See, later we talked about it, and she says, the moment I drove off was the moment I wanted to come back and get you. The moment I drove off was the moment I wish you hadn't gotten out of the truck. And that's the same way with God. God will let us walk as far as we want to walk. But I promise you, he desperately wants you back. And he's hoping that you'll get back in the truck. Check this out. Point three, God desperately wants us back. Verse 17. We read this already. We're going to read it again. Verse 17. When he came to his senses, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father's house and say to him, Father, I have sinned. He says, I'm going to set it straight. I'm going to tell him that I did the wrong thing. I'm just going to confess all my bad things to him. Verse 19, I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. Verse 20, this is the big moment. He didn't just say it. He didn't just wish he was back. He didn't just wish he was out of the loneliness. He, just, he didn't just wish he was out of the darkness. He didn't just wish he was out of the depression. He didn't just wish he was out of the lowest place he could imagine. Verse 20, he got up. He didn't just say he, was wish he, he, didn't just say he wished he was out of it. He got up. He got out of it. He made the move to get out. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. Verse 21 says, the son said to him, Father, I've sinned against you. I've sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. You know what the father does? He doesn't let him go. He turns to his servants and he says, we're throwing a party. He said, the son that ran away is back. He's back. I've got him and I'm not letting him go. For so many of us, we've walked away. We've gotten out of the truck. Maybe it was our circumstance that's driven us there. Maybe we felt so lonely and depressed. We had to, or maybe you felt for a long time, maybe you need to work on yourself. I just got to keep working on myself, working on myself, working on myself. And you're trying to work on yourself. You've dug yourself a hole that is so far from the truth of what God has for you. Remember Ephesians 2, 10, you are his workmanship or his masterpiece. You are made perfectly the way he wanted you to be made. And look at this, his love for you, just like the son, his love for you has never changed. No matter how far you've walked, no matter how far away you've tried to get, you know what, he, he did the loop and he's coming back in and he's just pulled into the station. Revelation 3.20 says it this way. Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. Revelation 3.20. God says, here I am. I pull up. I'm in front of you. I've even kicked the door open. You're here. All you got to do, look, look. You just got to take the door and walk through it. Take the door and walk through it. 
I want that relationship. Your sin has nothing on my power. Your sin has nothing on my grace. Your sin has nothing on the freedom that I can give. Open the door and let me in. He's knocking. He's knocking. All we have to do is open the door. And you you know what? The Bible says he'll come in and eat with us. Or like the parable of the prodigal son, he'll run to us and grab us and squeeze us and hug us and never let us go because even though our love turned from him, his love didn't turn from us.